You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, February 25th, and Sarah's headphones are all tangled up. I am up. like a massive That's just, tangled wire over I here. I think it's really what just a happening? picture of your Monday. Yeah, it is a, It is the Mondayest of Mondays <laughs> right now. <laughs> but that's okay. We have good guests lined up for today to share uh, some good information with you, some good stories as well, So, and really a good week lined up. So Yeah, uh, and it's like March on Friday, yes. which is Crazy, which March means is Lent is soon. March. Which means Easter is coming. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Next week, wow, Ash Wednesday already. I know. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Thank you, CUW, for supporting the coffee hour. You can find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. The Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, made his way down to the studios today because um, there are some important. The responsibilities right around the corner, and uh, so, what are those responsibilities? I got I got my my email that uh, it's yes. time to take action, but I'm not a voter. I, yeah, one, so. one of the many postcards and emails that my office sends out to try to keep everybody on task in these busy months, uh, with uh, Lent coming, especially, uh, mm-hmm. we've got to kind of keep attuned to a couple of these things too. We're uh, at a point in the convention cycle where two important things are yet open. Uh, one is the deadline for submission of overtures, uh, requests for the convention to take action on anything having to do with the Senate's business, and uh, those are due March 2nd uh, in the president's office. So if your congregation or if you have a circuit forum meeting before then, uh, if you have ideas that you want to get in front of the convention, those need to be to us by March 2nd or they're late. Mm-hmm. Which is Saturday. Yeah, that's Saturday. That would be Saturday, Yeah. So uh, that comes comes very quickly. Uh, and we've received about 300 overtures so far, about wow. 260 unique ones. And uh, so uh, rest assured, there will be a convention with business before it. But uh, if you want to squeeze your stuff in, you've got just a few days left. The other important thing is uh, the registration of presidential voters. And that registration window is open for congregations until March 24th. Uh, which is a Sunday. And uh, so uh, those things need to be to the office of the secretary uh, by March 24th, you know, taking into account that weekend. You don't want them to arrive Monday and be late. (laughs) So uh, those need to be in my office uh, by that date or those are late. And your congregation might miss out on the chance to have voters for the president of the synod uh, in the run up to the convention. Hmm. That would be unfortunate. It would be. Uh, You know, we have a new process this triennium. The 2016 convention uh, changed things up a little bit. Before 2016, or before this election, um, the the, uh, delegates at the district convention, so the the delegates that congregations selected to represent them at the district, also served as presidential voters. But that meant if a congregation wasn't able to attend the district convention or if they had a pastor that attended the district convention but then left before the the vote uh, or arrived after the vote if they were vacant at the time of the district convention it meant they lost their vote for the president some uh, year a little over a year later in some cases so uh the convention changed things to where the congregation can register any of its pastors and any of its lay members to be its pastoral and lay voters but they have to get that registration in by march 24th uh, or they they lose out on that process. Yeah. So so it's it's a layperson. It's a pastor. 
what is the process that a church does to register a voter? Is it is it complicated? It's not complicated, <laughs> uh, but in the volume of mail that comes to the congregation oh. from the synod. Uh, you know, things can get overlooked. Even mm-hmm. the millions of postcards, well, it's not millions, but thousands of postcards <laughs> uh, that we send out. So in October of 2018, every congregation should have received a letter from my office uh, that was marked President Voter Registration. And that letter has a form in there uh, on which the congregation, uh, once it's taken action to pick its voters, and the congregation needs to have a meeting and do that, uh, or decide how it's, as a congregation, is going to handle that. Uh, they fill out the information for the pastor, and, and those mostly are pre-printed on the forums because we know who the called and installed pastors are. Uh, but, you know, that can change over time. Uh, so they fill that in. They fill in their lay voter. Uh, the congregation's two, uh, two of the congregation's officers have to sign that form indicating that the congregation decided, uh, not just somebody who happened to pick up the mail, but the, <laughs> the congregation decided that these two people are to represent the congregation in the vote, that gets mailed to my office, and then we take it from there. Um, if congregations have lost that form, I know, it, you know, I can't imagine that mail, important mail <laughs> from the office of the secretary would go missing. Paper mail <laughs> gets lost. Yeah, what? But, uh, Never. <laughs> you know, if that if that didn't arrive, or if it got mislaid, or it was Monday, or mm-hmm. it was Monday, yeah, uh, a congregation can email us at LCMS President Vote, all run together at lcms.org. Uh, LCMS President Vote at lcms.org, and we will email them uh, their form, uh, which they can just print out, fill in, and and send back. So uh, we're hopeful, and we're, and we're hearing from a lot of congregations with each postcard and email. Uh, you know, the dog ate my form. Uh, please send us another <laughs> one, and that's great. We just want the congregations to to get her done. So you're getting as many emails as uh, letters that you sent out. Yeah, not <laughs> not quite that many, that bad, but yeah, we <laughs> do. We get a good uh, few hundred emails, couple hundred emails, maybe after each postcard. So yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so who who votes? It's it, uh, it it could be any pastor from the congregation, the congregation, or the. Uh, who decides which pastor? Like, if they have multiple pastors, who decides right. that? Yeah. <laughs> Rock, so, paper, scissors. I know. Right. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. Only, it could be. Uh, I mean. You know, only those, uh, only those pastors that are officially called and installed to the congregation uh, are eligible. So vacancy pastors don't count. Retired pastors that are just members of the congregation that aren't serving the congregation, those don't count. Got to be called and installed. But if your congregation has multiple called and installed pastors, the congregation gets to decide uh, or to determine somehow, you know, by rule, which one uh, is the voter. Uh, And similar for the layperson, you know, the congregation Mm -hmm. can have a meeting and and decide any of its uh, uh, any of its membership uh, that's that's actually a layperson. Uh, You know, we we have that distinction. You know, if you have the retired pastor in your congregation or a retired rostered school teacher that still has emeritus status on the roster of the synod those are not considered eligible uh-huh. uh, as as lay voters we really want or the the bylaws expect you know someone who's actually one of the one of the hearers one of those taught uh, a lay member of the congregation in that in that uh, truest sense so um, <laughs> yeah and and we monitor all that and get in touch with congregations that maybe have have uh, not followed one of those rules so they can correct that in time.
and I could be wrong because I'm not the source of all information, but if I recall correctly, in the past for synod, um, pastoral delegates could be what sole pastors, senior pastors, or associate pastors. Assistant pastors were not eligible to be delegates. Is that right? So that has changed, uh, even for uh, being a delegate to the district or synod convention. Um, the 2016 uh, convention uh, struck assistant pastors from the list of advisory members only in the constitution of the synod. So now assistant and associate uh, for synod's purposes, those are really interchangeable categories. And assistant pastors now can serve as delegates uh, and can uh, serve as the, the presidential voter uh, for the congregation if the congregation would so choose. So. Hmm. But you were See, you're, before 2016. You were you were right on the number. Little known facts. <laughs> so official voting then takes place in June. Is that right? If, yeah. If you're registered to so, vote as a, a pastor or a lay right. delegate, so congregations need to register by March 24th. They have the opportunity if they have properly registered legitimate voters by March 24th to make changes to those registrations up until June 15th. Uh, so if, uh, let's say your, your senior pastor was the voter, uh, he takes a call, but you have an assistant pastor, associate pastor, the congregation can designate him. Um, up till June, or, uh, uh, June 15th, the vote is uh, June 22nd, lasts for a couple days. And then if there would need to be a runoff, if there's no majority on the first ballot, it goes to a second vote on June 29th. So uh, that that last couple weeks of June, that's the the prime time for the actual vote, uh, approximately four weeks to two weeks before the convention of the synod. So then that uh, that decision that is made before the convention of the synod, and that, that's right. Since 2010, uh, the convention dictated that the selection would take place in advance, so that they'd know and and so that the president would know who the president is going to be going into the convention. Mm. Anything else? We have just about a minute left as we prepare any. So voting registration or voter registration is up next. And what was due? Oh, overtures due on by Saturday. Overtures even more urgently. And uh, and then and the voter registration. And once those things are done, uh, we are working rapidly already on putting together the workbook and uh, the biographical synopses of the candidates we have. Uh, and the candidates we will have for president and vice presidents of the Synod. And congregations can look forward to that stuff coming out in April. They can have hmm. a look at the hundreds of pages of, <laughs> uh, really, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff uh, for people to look at, get involved fully uh, in the life of their Synod. And convention taking place in Tampa in, in July. In Tampa in July, July 20th, 25th. Uh, we expect to enjoy the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice Gulf breeze that'll that'll really yeah, cool things a, off. Yeah, it's sure. a beautiful beautiful convention center right yeah. on uh, right on the harbor there in Tampa. So uh, I haven't been down there, but uh, it promises to be a great venue. Very good. The Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, uh, preparing for convention. Thank you so much for being our guest today on the Coffee Hour. Hey, thanks for having me. Coming up in just a little bit, it is Missionary Monday, mm -hmm. so we have the opportunity to meet one of our missionaries. Uh, Stick around. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.